I, today, I, I want us all to realize that God wants us all to be peacemakers, not troublemakers. I've been guilty of being a troublemaker before. I've been accused of being a troublemaker in school, and I was. And, and not nothing real bad, but, you know, talking and getting stuff stirred up, just being a troublemaker. Some of y'all are married to troublemakers. <laughs> Today, we're going to leave here. All of us are going to be peacemakers. Amen? We're going to learn a little bit about being a peacemaker. And there's not a lot in the Bible about it. But we understand, you know, what, isn't it good to be able to, to live together in harmony and have peace? Some of us don't have as much peace as others, but God wants us to be full of his peace. Remember last week we talked about grace and peace be multiplied unto us through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So if we want grace and peace, and that's something we all need, every one of us, that Grace and peace is multiplied to us through knowing Jesus, through having a good understanding of who Jesus Christ is. He wants us to have a relationship with him so that we can know him to his fullest and be filled with grace and peace. Amen. So we don't just come to church to say we went to church Sunday. We come to get grace and peace from the one that gives us grace and peace. Amen. We're here assembled together to receive something from him. He's already given us everything that pertains to life and godliness, but it's up to us to receive that. And I'm, I don't know about you, but I don't like being in turmoil. I like being in peace. So I'm hanging on with him. I'm going to him. I'm going to turn to him and seek his peace instead of the destruction that's going on in the world and the chaos all you got to do is turn on the news, and I'm not encouraging you to do that. But if you turn on the news, if you're like me, you're going to be upset real quick. God don't want us being upset. Let's focus on him, the prince of peace, so that we might have the peace of God in our hearts that passes all understanding. Amen. The enemy wants to pull us aside to focus on everything that's going on and what everybody else is saying and this happened and they're against this group and this group's against that group and he wants to get us in the middle of that and choosing sides. And I'm telling you here today, choose him. Choose his side. Amen. Let's go with what he has to say instead of getting along with this group that's partially right or this group that's partially right. Every one of us are partially wrong. Amen. And if I try to get you to join up with me, I'm going to mess up and say something wrong. And then people are going to look at you like you're crazy because he's, you don't know all about him. All of us have problems. But Jesus don't have any. He came to solve the problems of mankind. Amen? Praise God. The Prince of Peace came to give us peace. But then there's a scripture that just kind of blows my mind. There's a scripture that says, Jesus was speaking. He said, Think not that I am come to bring peace, but a sword. To set at variance a mother against daughter and father against son and mother-in-law against son-in-law. A lot of mother-in-laws against son-in-laws, but that's, that's another sermon. Let's pass that up. <laughs> Jesus came to bring a variance, a division. In other words, there's, there's dark and there's light, 
and, and it's not always going to mix together. God didn't come to say everybody's going to get along. I'm telling you, there's, there's evil people and they're not going to get along with righteous people. But God can change us all to become like him. We got to choose. Do we love God more than we love mom and dad? That's a, that, it got quiet all except the rain. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, I love my wife. My wife's not mad at me. She's taking my sister to the doctor. She messed up her knee pretty bad. She just got back from Texas. Her aunt had a bad car wreck, and she's all busted up. So Debbie's been on the run, so that's why she's not here. Y'all don't think she's mad at me because I preach like this, okay? <laughs> But Jesus will give us peace, but he didn't come to make everybody have peace with everybody else. There's right and there's wrong. God wants us to be at peace with what's right and do what's right. God calls us to do and be people that do right. Amen. I'm, all right. I'm, I'm, I've been talking long enough. Let's look at Matthew chapter 5, beginning with verse number 3. This is Jesus, the Beatitudes, talking to, us, talking to us about being. And this is good. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. He's saying you're blessed. If you mourn, you're going to be comforted. Blessed are the, are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. What shall the meek inherit? It didn't say the meek's going to inherit heaven. The meek's going to inherit the earth. Think about it. It's like, well, you mean the meek don't get to go to heaven? I'm telling you, heaven's coming down to the meek. Amen. The meek shall inherit the earth. God made us on the earth for the earth. The angels are in heaven. I know this is going to like mess with somebody's mind today. But I'm telling you, God is good, and the meek are going to inherit the earth. Verse 6 says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. If we hunger after and thirst after righteousness, the Bible says we'll be filled. What are we going to be filled with? Righteousness. If we hunger and thirst, God will fill us with his righteousness. Verse 7 says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. If I show mercy to someone else, then God gives me more mercy to show to someone else. Amen. If I, the Bible says, if I judge without mercy, I'll be judged without mercy. Woo. Think about it. When we stand before God one of these days, I want him to give me more mercy then I could think of, and the way I'm going to get the mercy that God has for me is to give mercy to all of y'all. Yeah, even those that don't deserve it. <laughs> Some of y'all thinking, they don't deserve it. I'm telling you, we need to be full of mercy and we need to give that mercy away. You say, yeah, but if I give my mercy away, I won't have none. That's how you get more. In the kingdom of God, isn't it awesome? The more you give to someone, the more you get. And that goes good and bad. If you give people trouble all the time, you're going to have enough to give somebody else. 
Boy, it got quiet in this full gospel church. I'm telling you, it's time we give mercy and sow mercy and grace. What do you want growing in your heart? Whatever it is that you desire to have in your heart is what you have to sow in order to reap. The kingdom of God is very plain. It's a, set up on a principle of seed, time, and harvest. We can harvest the greatest harvest in our lifetime and exactly what we want if we sow exactly what we want. I've sown discord before. I've sown problems before. And I reaped them too. I reaped, I reaped, I'd get this and that. And I didn't want that, but I got it because I sowed it. God wants us to sow mercy to everyone around us. Everyone. Verse number eight. I hadn't even got to the message yet, but this is good. Verse number eight. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The pure in heart shall see God. And that's not just talking about when we get to heaven, if our heart's pure, we're going to get to see God. We'll see God when we go to heaven. We will see God. But I'm telling you, the pure in heart see God in each other. I have people come to me from time to time talking about everybody else is bad. And, and you, you know, it's like they're bad and they this, that, and the other. I'm like, think, I'm thinking, you know what? The pure in heart see God. And if you're pure in heart, you look for God in others. You look for the good qualities that they have that God gave them. Because, man, we all got flaws. I can confess your faults all day long. The hard part's me confessing my faults. The Bible says confess your faults one to another, and our fault is we're confessing everybody else's faults. Even if you, I, my wife ain't here. I can pick on her. She ain't here today. If she, if she had a fault, of course she don't. Y'all can tell her I said that part. <laughs> but if she had a fault, if I go to her and confess her fault, it's going to make her mad. But if she knows she has a fault and comes to me and say, I got this fault, I burned the toast, you know, whatever. That's a good, that's not too bad of a fault there. But you, you see my point? Let them tell us their problem. Let's not tell them their problem. If you got a problem, you can tell somebody else your problem, but don't go tell somebody else their problem. We're good at fixing everybody else. We have a bad time fixing ourselves. I should have got at least two amens out of that. I'm listening. <laughs> Blessed are the pure in heart. They shall see God. Man, so when we start looking around, you pick out somebody and you start seeing God in them. You start seeing the good stuff that God's doing. You say, yeah, but he, he needs this or she needs that. Well, if you hang around long enough, the Word of God will get in our heart and fix the problems that we have if we'll just let Him. Yeah. Amen. Here we go. Here's where I'm wanting to get to. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. If we become the peacemakers that God wants us to be, other people around us are going to be called, calling us the children of God. They're God's kids. Why? Because we bring peace. We make peace. We don't come and try to divide and destroy and tear down. 
we make peace. How many peacemakers do we have? Raise your hand. Everybody, raise your hand. You're a peacemaker. You may not know it yet, but you're a peacemaker. We come, and God wants us to be peacemakers. Jesus lives in us, the Prince of Peace, so therefore we can make peace. But there's some more scriptures I'll get to in just a minute. We have to receive the peace of God first before we can actually do something with the peace that he gives us. Amen. Verse number 10. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men shall revile you, persecute you, and say all manner of evil against you falsely. We're blessed when they do that and we get mad. When somebody accuses you or tries to persecute you, here's how we know if we're doing what the Word of God says. We understand we're blessed because they're saying all these things against us falsely And he said, they're doing that for my sake, for Christ's sake. When someone reviles you or comes against you and says things, accuses you of false things, don't get all bent out of shape like we normally do. I didn't do that. That, You know, we want to defend ourselves. The Bible says rejoice and be glad. Ooh, that's a hard one right there. So far, we've been all right. You know, hey, I'm peacemaker. They call me son of God. I'm okay with that. I'm humble. I have a meek spirit. I'm going to inherit the earth. All that. See, but when it starts getting down there, let me read that one again. Blessed are you. Now, how many of y'all want to be blessed? Blessed are all of you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely. Now, that word falsely is a pretty good clue that we really, we're not doing all that stuff they're saying we're doing. That they're accusing us of stuff that is not true, okay? So like if I robbed the bank and they accuse me of robbing the bank, I robbed the bank. <laughs> I'm not blessed in that. But if they accuse me of robbing the bank and I didn't rob the bank, I can be blessed because they're accusing me falsely, okay? And it's for the sake of the Lord. Boy, it got quiet when that rain quit. Uh Uh-huh. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. There's one, one of the translations say, rejoice, be exceedingly glad, and leap for joy. It's like, oh boy, they're persecuting me again. Yee-hoo! And they will think you're crazy on top of all that. <laughs> when we do the word of God, the Bible, Peter says, you are a peculiar people, a royal priesthood, a chosen generation that should show forth the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. When we start doing that, being these kind of people that Jesus says to be, you're going to look different. You're going to sound different. You're going to act different. And they're going to be calling you sons and daughters of God. Them dudes 
They, they just rejoice when I said all this stuff about them. How many of y'all are like me? A lot of times we like to retaliate when somebody does stuff. You know, it's like, I'm going to get back at them. God don't want us getting back at them. He wants us to be blessed. God's trying to show us how to be blessed and maintain a blessing is by doing his will, not my will. My will don't always line up with his will, and yours don't either. But, but the more we come and the more we hear and the more we understand, the more grace and the more peace we get from God. And we begin to understand what would Jesus do. I don't ask what would he do. I look and see what did he do. See, we can look in the Word of God and find out what Jesus did in any given situation. He didn't retaliate against people, didn't come to fight them. He just went ahead and did what the will of God was for his life. He completed God's will while he was on this earth. He finished the work that God called him to do. If you want to give glory to God, what you do is you finish everything that God called you to do while you're on this earth. Amen? That's when, that's when we're in the, in the top, when we're doing what God called us to do. Man, if I, and I do want to be blessed. I want my family. I want all of you guys and gals to be blessed. So as we do these things, it's not commandments. It's just God is sh sharing with us, and I'll get to this in just a second. He's sharing with us a way to live a blessed life. Amen. You know, it's not like if you do this, don't do that. He's not putting a law on us. He's saying, here's how you be blessed. Here's how you be blessed. Now look at verse number 13. He said that you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is therefore or thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. You are the light of the world. A city that's set on a hill cannot be hid. So Jesus is saying you're salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. And salt gives flavor to the world. It's like we have something to offer. It preserves things. Salt preserves. Some of the old timers remember the salt pork and stuff. They would cure it with salt. I like sugar cured better than salt cured. Some of y'all are like, what are you talking about? How they used to cure meat when they didn't have refrigeration was with sugar and with salt. I like that sugar cured ham. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> but I also like the big thick slab of salt pork. Yeah, I, I, I'm talking, there's some, of the, some of the people know what I'm talking about. There's a few back there. It's not real old, but they still got in on the goodness of God. It was the goodness of God. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. See, we've, we've believed lies from the enemy many times. He, the, the enemy's never told you, man, you're the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. The enemy will point out our problems and our flaws and tell us you this, th you did this, you're like this, you'll never amount to, what do they old-timers say, a hill of beans? 
I'm, I'm here to tell you God loves you. He wants you to prosper, be in health as your soul prospers. He wants you to be blessed in everything you put your hand to. He wants you to be blessed coming and going in the city, in the store, in the field. God's blessings are up on us. We just have to act like God instead of act like the devil wants us to act. Amen. I'm talking about being blessed this morning. And blessed is the peacemakers, not the troublemakers, not the ones that want to keep stuff stirred up. There's plenty of bad going on in the world today, and I'm not oblivious to it. I see it, but I'm not going to participate in all the struggles and problems that are going on. God didn't call me to be in a battle in this world except against the enemy, and the enemy's the devil. He's not my brothers and sisters. Your enemy is not setting among you. It's the devil that's our enemy. And we have the power of God living in us to overcome anything that he throws at us. And it's kind of backwards from the way man thinks, like rejoicing when they get start accusing us of stuff. Honestly, how many of us really rejoice when somebody accuses us falsely probably not any of us and probably not even myself but the lord's always saying just rejoice this too will pass it's going to be okay but the more we hear this the word of god the more we'll understand when the day comes and time comes for us to do what the word of god says to do we'll have at least we'll have the word of god that encourages us by his spirit to begin to do those things that he called us to do that's a good father right there, carrying that baby out. Yeah, he's going to change her diaper. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, Matt. <laughs> I didn't want to make a spectacle of him, but he is a pretty good, pretty good guy. <laughs> Y'all don't get up. I'm liable to call you out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Verse 16 says, or 15, let's do it again. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. See, the world, God wants the world to see us doing what God's called us to do. He wants us to be that light so that the world can see the light and see what we're doing in the kingdom of God. And as we do the will of God, the world sees God's will being done through us. People's like, I wish Jesus would come and straighten these people out. He's put us here to get ourselves straightened out by his word and his will. If we get straightened out, then we can go and pray with others, and they might get straightened out. We're not going to change the world by just going and hollering and screaming. I, let me say it again. We're not going to change the world by hollering and screaming. We're going to sow the kingdom of God little at a time. Pretty soon we start looking, and the house is full of people that have the word of God in them, the love of God in them. And there's less of them out there, more of them in here. And I'm not saying this church is the refuge. I'm saying we're here to learn how to be what God's called us to be. Amen. We're going to be transformed day by day by his spirit the more we hear his word. The more we receive from him, 
the more we become like him. He is a peacemaker, and the more we look like him, the more we look like peacemakers too. All right, let's move right along. The Message Bible in verse 9 of that Matthew chapter 5, it says you're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. Blessed is the peacemaker. When we begin to see who we really are in Christ, that we really can make a difference. I think our biggest problem is we're trying to make a, a big difference out there, and God's wanting the big difference to be in here. And as we become more like him within us, then we can reach out. You know, we're trying to save the world, and a lot, a lot of times we need to be saved, so to speak. Now, I'm not saying you're not born again believers, but we, we need to deal with the problems within us here, all of us, me, talking to me. And as we deal with these situations that we face within our own lives and with our own hearts, as we get, allow God to straighten us out and our families get more straightened out, then we go and share with others what God desires for them also. Amen. But too many times we're screaming to the world and our character is way low. And we're telling them they need to straighten up and they're looking at us saying they need to straighten up. He says that they'll see your good works and glorify the Father that's in heaven. The way we're going to get the world to glorify our Father is to do good works, not bad works. Does that make sense? So we look like him. We reflect him to them, and they glorify him because they see his goodness. When the church becomes like Jesus, we'll be a whole lot better than we are today. No, this is not condemnation. Please understand, I'm talking to me too. But as we become who he's called us to be, then the world will see what Jesus really is like. Amen. Jesus focused on our character here rather than on the commandments. In, in this, Jesus was focusing on character instead of commanding us to do something. It's like your character will cause you to do these things. If I don't have any character at all and I try to preach to you and you know who I really am, I'm not going to have any impact on your life. None. That's why a lot of times, let's say somebody that's prophesying, and I'm not against prophecy, but if I'm trying to prophesy to you about great things, but my life and my character is way lower than it should be, people will not be impacted by what I'm saying. Right. But if I have character and I say something, now you'll receive what I'm saying. Yeah. Same way with all of us. If we'll walk in character we can be blessed by being peacemakers. If I'm always causing trouble and then you're at odds with somebody and I come try to straighten you out saying you don't need to be that way, they can look back at me and say, you're that way. Paul said, follow me as I follow the Lord. So I tell you the same thing. Follow me as I follow the Lord. If I'm not following the Lord in some areas, don't follow me. Yeah. Let's follow the Lord. Amen. 
Peacemaker is a person who brings about peace, especially by reconciling adversaries. Now, we don't use that word adversary too much, and there is some words in the Bible about adversary and our devil. The devil is an adversary, not our wife, not our spouse, not our children. They're not our adversary. But when someone is at odds with each other, that's called an adversary in the natural, okay? Your adversary. I want y'all to know who the adversary really is. 1 Peter 5, 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, it explains it right there, your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. The enemy... Our adversary, the devil, is walking about seeking someone to devour. He's looking for someone to devour. Let's not let it be us. Amen. Let's be uh -uh, off limits there. And we can bring peace to people that are at odds with each other if we have the peace of God living and abiding within us. Okay? Is that fair enough? If I don't have no peace, I can't give you no peace. Let that sink in. If I don't have mercy, I probably won't give you any mercy. Don't have any money, I can't give you money if I don't have any. But if I have some, I can give it to you. Everybody's like, when your teenage kid says, I need some money. And you tell them, I ain't got no money. <laughs> And then they say, but I really need some money. Then you really find some money. Y'all are with me. Y'all know what I'm saying. But if you don't have any money, you can't give it to them. And if they know you're telling them the truth, they're going to be okay. But if you got $100 in your pocket and your kid needs 10 for gas, you don't tell them, I don't have any. You can tell them, I'm not giving it to you. See, don't lie to them. Tell them the truth. Yeah, I got $100. I worked all week. You slept, you need gas, you go to work, and then you can have $10. I'm saying a whole lot. Kids, love me because I'm praying for you. <laughs> in other words, be truthful in every situation. Don't lie to them. Tell them the truth. You ain't getting my money. And then if they be real nice, I know what you'll do. You'll give them the money, Right? Come on, moms, dads. That's the way it works. If you got it, you can give it. My point is this. If you have it, you can give it. If you don't have it, you can't give peace where you don't have any peace. But we are going to have peace. We're going to have the peace of God that passes all understanding, and we'll be able to help others that need peace. Amen? Amen. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through, the, through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into the grace, into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. The part I want you to see is that through, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with with God. Now, there's a peace with God, and there's a peace of God. 
There's a difference. Let's say I was at odds with God, and I was before I was saved. I was at odds with God. But through faith by what Jesus Christ did, now he's given me, I have peace with him. It's been settled. Jesus brought peace between the sinner, that was us, and God, the Father, that no man could come and talk to before Jesus shed his blood on this earth. Jesus is the mediator between God and man. Jesus is the peacemaker that settled everything in heaven that we go to so in order so we can have peace with God. Does that make sense? God has given us peace. We have peace with him. It's settled. Hey, I'm at peace with you. It was through Jesus Christ that we have peace with God. Now, the Amplified in Psalms 34, 13 says, Keep your tongues from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, those with moral courage and spiritual integrity, and his ears are open to their cries. Seek peace and ensue it. Romans 14, 19 says, So then let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. Let us aim for harmony in the church and build each other up. What are we here to do? Build each other up. How can we do that? With the peace of God that's in our heart. People needing peace, we, we can give them some peace. Amen? A lot of people don't have much peace going on in the world. People are looking for people that's got peace and love and that love them. If we'll genuinely love people and give them the peace of God that passes all understanding, they'll get a connection with, with the one that gave it to us. Amen? That's how it works right there. Proverbs 12, 20. I'm trying to go fast. I had a lot of scripture. Deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil, but the counselors of peace is joy. Be a counselor of peace. To people. Micah 6 8, the New Living Translation says, No, O people, the Lord has told you what is good, and this is what he requires of you. Everybody want to know what the Lord requires of you? Here it is, right here. Do what is right, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. There's what God is looking for us to do. Do what's right. Love mercy. Walk humbly with your God. Really, it ain't that hard to live a Christian life. There's just a few things that God really wants us to do. And when we do that, he'll just pour the blessings on us. And we'll look like pretty good Christians. We'll look like the Bible Christians. Instead of, I don't, I don't even want to portray being a hypocrite. But there's been times in my life I know that I've been hypocritical. And you know what? If I know in my heart that I've been hypocritical, guess what the rest of the world knows? He's a hypocrite. You can do one thing that's hypocritical, and you get labeled as a hypocrite. Now, you can do all kind of good stuff, and they're never going to label you as God's kid. Uh-huh. But when you start making peace, I got one story. I'm going to quit reading scriptures. I got another page full of scriptures. 
I got a story. Years ago, I was right over here at the Pizza Hut, and I just got out of a denominational church and got filled with the Holy Spirit. The church I was in didn't believe in the Holy Spirit, so I got out of it, got filled with the Holy Spirit, and I was on fire. I didn't have no wisdom, no knowledge, no understanding, but I had a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. But we're at the Pizza Hut one evening, one night, and going to be eating pizza, and there's two guys in there that were just a little bit younger than me. I was pretty young then. They, they were a little younger than me, and they were arguing across the Pizza Hut. And, and I had my wife and my little girls in there, and then they got to cussing. Y'all know what cussing is. Of course, I was religious. I like, <laughs> they don't need to be doing that. But then they, they're like, they're fixing to fight. So they all go outside. The whole Pizza Hut went outside. We're going to see a fight. Here's what I did. I'd been reading this about blessed is the peacemaker. Y'all ain't going to believe this. Normally, I would have been in the middle of it. I'd have chose sides, and I'm going to get in there too. But at that time... I went in, and I got between them. They're fixing the fist fight, and they're cussing and hollering, and everybody's out there egging it on. I got in the middle of it, and I said, the Bible says, and it got quiet. Blessed is the peacemakers. They'll be called the sons of God. And I said, y'all ain't going to fight in the name of Jesus. Everybody just started going back in the pizza hut. They, got out, they didn't want to hear the rest of that sermon. <laughs> See, God can put them on the run, and... and that's just what I did, and I'm thinking, that's pretty cool. I wish I could have done that all along, but most of the time I'm in the middle of the fight, you know. But at that time, it was just the Spirit of God. Boom. And it broke. They, they never did throw a fist at each other. Everybody went back in the pizza hut, and we all ate happily ever after. I don't know if they got in a fight later, but they didn't while I was there. It was quiet in that full gospel pizza hut. <laughs> that was one of my first experiences as standing up in front I don't care what you think and now I'm not telling y'all to do that somebody might hit you but if you feel if the spirit of God tells you to get in the middle of it do it but at the same time we just need to receive the peace of God into our own hearts and the mercy and the kindness the goodness of God and then give it away as fast as you can but I got it, and it's mine. Well, if you get it, and you give it to somebody else, God will multiply it to you again. Everything that you're willing to give of God to some other, some other people, he will multiply what you already have. Okay? So we leave here with peace, a bunch of peace, and we're going to go out and share it with everybody else, and then come back next week and get some more. Amen? But you don't even have to come back to get some more. As you give it, God just pours it on you right then. It's like, I don't want to give that away. I'll run out. You'll never run out of the good things of God if you're giving them away. Okay? I want us to bow our heads. I want to pray this morning. You know, you may be here today and you may say, man, I don't have the peace of God. I've never let Jesus be the Lord of my life. Lord, I just pray that if there's anyone in this room that don't know you, that have never submitted to you to say, you be my Lord, give them courage and boldness to make that choice today. And if, if that's you, if you're here today and you say, you know, 
Pastor Jimmy, I believe in God, but I've never said, Jesus, I want you to be my Lord. If that's you, would you raise your head, hand and let me pray for you right where you're at? Anyone in the house? Give just a moment. Okay. Father, I pray for the peace of God that passes all understanding to fill our hearts and our minds today that we go out and share everything that you've given us. And I pray a blessing upon this house and upon this people, everyone here today. Father, I pray that we leave here blessed abundantly. Father, I lift those up that are in the hospital, those that are getting checked out for various things. Uh, we just pray for peace and health and recovery. We pray that broken bones be mended up and healed quickly. We pray that pain would leave their bodies in Jesus' name. And we pray for those that have lost loved ones in the last week or so. We just pray that your Holy Spirit would give them peace. We lift them up to you right now. Be with them, Father. Help us to be that peace that they need. Just flow through us and let us be who you've called us to be totally. Father, I thank you for every senior that's graduated, every person that's graduated of any, any class, that you give them the vision they need to see the direction they need to go, and you supply a job for them, the one that they need. And Father, right now, I just feel led by your spirit. I pray for every person in this house, anyone that needs a job, I pray that you receive a job and you become blessed and you become a blessing because of what God blesses you with. I pray that you open doors, Father, for all of us, anyone seeking a position or a job to, to make a living. I, I grant that to them now by the Spirit of God in Jesus' name. Father, you said that whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. I just loose God to be with them, to lead them to the to right place to receive that job that they've been looking for. And I ask it in Jesus' name, amen.